0: Here we are, another week, and shit is out of control. We gonna talk about some shit today, let's get to the show. Where do I even start today? Um, so this segment has been, for the, I mean, I've only been doing this for four shows, but it has been like, okay, let's talk about some things that are going on in the world that seem a little odd, right? And so America's not a real place. That is where it kind of stemmed from. But now, I'm lost, really, honestly, because there's so much going on in the world. There's so much going on in this country that I'm like, we are really living in this. Like, we are straight up living in this. From COVID to racism, we got shit going on everywhere. We're kind of busting at the seams at this point. Like, we're in the middle of of a pandemic, and racism still had to show up and it has been an underlying thing as the pandemic has continued to unfold. Right. We know that black people have been um, disproportionately dying from or disproportionately affected um, by COVID-19, but racism is like, Oh, bitch, you've been taking a little bit too much time, right? Like, you know, COVID been out here since late February, early March Racism said, all right, you've had enough time. I am here to show you that I am the true bad bitch. And my God, she just had to take center stage. And I just, my Lord. So let's recap, shall we? Um, Amy Cooper, you know, the white woman in Central Park who called the cops on Christian Cooper, a bird watcher, who asked her to leash her dog, um, when there was already a sign that said there are no unleashed dogs, you know, allowed in Central Park, and she had her dog unleashed, so he asked her to do that, go ahead and leash the dog, um, and she was just like, who do you think you are to tell me that I need to leash my dog, I can do whatever I want she didn't say that but that is that was the sentiment that was her disposition right um so on camera this is their exchange is recorded and she go ahead she goes ahead and calls the cops on this man and the theatrics of her call were just ridiculous right she knows she's a white woman and she knows that people see her as fragile, as something to be protected, right? So she calls the cops and that says this book, not once, but three times, that there's a black man harassing me and my dog. First two times was a little elevated, you know, breathing very heavily and da 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 But the third time, this bitch put on a performance Okay, voice went up, breath got a lot more labored, the, 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 the fear in her voice was apparent and I looked at that video and I said, oh no, she is just using all she's got to get the police to come here because she knows what the police ultimately could and would do, especially the NYPD. Right. To this black man. She knew that because before she even called the police, she said, I'm going to call the police and tell them that there's a black man. And she made sure that she was specific in saying that there's a black man in Central Park. Right. When we know the history of Central Park and black men. Right. The Central Park Five. Like this woman is. Absolutely and utterly ridiculous for her actions. So the, the video came out. Black Twitter did its thing. Found out where she works. First of all, shout out to Black Twitter because Black Twitter will find you. You hear what I'm saying? They will find you and they will do everything in their power to ensure that you feel the repercussions of your actions, right? So they went ahead and found out where she works also found out that her dog is a rescue. They found her LinkedIn page, her Facebook page, her professional business page. And they went ahead and called her job and said, is this what you, is this, this okay with y'all? And, you know, the job was like, mm, not really. So we're gonna go ahead and put her on leave. And then the rescue um, shelter where she got her dog from was like, let me go ahead and take the dog away from you. And they took the dog away from her because if you see in the video, if you've seen the video, homegirl was choking her dog Almost killed her dog because she wanted to ultimately inflict pain on this man, Christian Cooper, by calling the police on him. Feel like, go ahead and run me that dog. And now she's sitting here with no job and no dog. All because she wanted to be a white woman to use her whiteness against somebody. That's what I'm talking about, right? So we see how this plays out. And Christian Cooper and Amy Cooper have no relation, but there probably is some historical significance in the last name, right? And we know a lot of Black people, um, our ancestors, not knowing their own names, you know, when they were taken from their homeland, Right. So many of them have the names of their slave owners, you know, and some of them do. Some of them don't. Um, But I'm sure there is some historical notion there that their families at some point would converge. Right. So her actions. And what she intended to do is a direct reflection of what happened in Minneapolis with George Floyd. Right? What happened to George Floyd could have easily happened to Christian Cooper because of Amy Cooper. So we have this problem, an epidemic in the United States of police brutality, police murder. Right? We've seen it with Breonna Taylor, who was asleep in her house, and the cops. Three cops, or however many cops it was, shot up her house because, you know, her boyfriend heard something and didn't know what was going on and went ahead and was defending himself because he didn't know it was the cops. And ultimately, Breonna Taylor lost her life because the cops were rogue and they did whatever they wanted to do. With no, with no care, really, for human life. The same people who sign up for this job. They're not drafted into this job. The people who choose to do this job, right? The people who choose to put on a badge. The people who choose to put on a uniform. The people who make the oath, protect and serve people. The people that we pay as citizens. want to do harm to citizens, right? So as we think about the actions of Amy Cooper against Christian Cooper and how that could have directly led to what happened to George Floyd ultimately in uh, Minneapolis by four cops. There's a, a, a direct line there. And it is beyond me. I can't understand it. So if you have been living under a rock, quick synopsis of what's gone on in Minneapolis, George Floyd was arrested for, some say a bad check, some say counterfeit money. We don't know the facts of that just yet, but he was, the cops were called on him he was arrested, which I okay. He was arrested, and there was video that shows that he was not resisting. And these cops killed him, he wasn't resisting, he was compliant. And ultimately, he is dead because of his interaction with the police. And on video, and I have not seen the full video because I could not bear to see this man die on camera. I I couldn't see it. But I did watch up until the point in which I had, it had snapped to me that he was probably not going to make it. I had to turn it off. So probably like five minutes into the video, I was like, I can't do it. This cop and these cops murdered this man. One cop, Derek Chauvin, had his knee on his neck for seven to eight minutes until that man ultimately took his last breath, all while begging and pleading and saying he couldn't breathe. This is again... The same people who choose to do this work. And yet their scary asses see black skin as a threat. They see black skin as a weapon. Problematic. So these, this cop, these, there are four cops, right? There's one that is patrolling the scene and telling people to stay back and not holding Derek Chauvin, you know, accountable for his actions. Never telling him to get up off of this man. Never telling him to let's put him back in the car. Never telling him to stop. But telling the people who are recording to stop and back up. Then we see from a different angle there are two additional cops on Georgia's body. So these four cops, ultimately all have had um play a part in his death. So as we sit here and think about what is going on in the world and what's really going on in America and how much of a real place it's not, it is very much a real place and I can't for the life of me understand how people have said and still, even when there's videotape of him complying, not resisting arrest, well, we need to have all the facts, and well, we need to figure out what's really going on, and why did the cops get call him in the first place? And da 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 da, none of that matters. And I'll tell you why it doesn't matter because he's dead for something that people people do every single day. An interaction with the cops. Again, I want to drive this point home. The people who choose to put on a uniform, a badge. People who are not chosen. People who are not drafted. People who are not told that they need to do it. People who sit through quote-unquote training for however long. The academy. And then have a, a training officer. And we have this outcome. So as a result of that and it being on tape, we've seen protests go up in every city. Started with Minneapolis and Minneapolis went the fuck up. You hear me? They went the fuck up. They done burnt down a whole police station. They have torn down a whole Target and looted it. Right. And as a side note for people who are saying looting um, and burning stuff is not the way or, or whatever the case may be. You may not agree with looting and that's fine. You don't have to agree with it. If you don't agree with it, don't do it. It's really that simple. Right. And burning stuff up. And and who's to say it's their neighborhood. You think people about to burn up their project? People about to burn up their own house? No. People are angry. People are sad. People are mad. People are hurt by the mistreatment of our people, black people. So, burn it the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? So you have these riots and these protests going on in Minneapolis, and then that sparked protests and riots in all the major cities, right? New York, Los Angeles, Boston, uh, Chicago, Miami, um, Louisville, Memphis, Dallas, Houston. There is protests going on in every major city and quite frankly, some small cities too because people are tired of being unheard. It's people are fed up. And obviously this has, you know, has been drawn this is drawn a line in the sand right now saying if you're not with us you're against us, period. But even in that, I would say that we need to take inventory of those who consider themselves allies, right? We as black people need to set the standard of what allyship is and don't let them set this, the standard of what allyship is. Right? Awareness is necessary. So the tweets, the social media, all of that is necessary. But what else are you doing? How are you using your white privilege to to help the cause and not harm the cause? And if you can't get with it, then get out, period. I remember when Rihanna had um, accepted an award at an award show. I don't remember which one it was. And she was directly calling out her white colleagues saying, there's a lot of people who want to sit at the table with us, right? Like you want to have our culture. You want to do this. You want to do that. You want to do all these things with us. But when it's time to be with us for real. You know where to be found. Or you show up, but you allow the people in your life to still have these side remarks and set the Thanksgiving table and allow your your uncle to say whatever the fuck he wants to say, because, oh, oh, Uncle Bob is, you know, he's an old guy. He just lives that way. Fuck it. Hell no you going to pull up, make sure you pull up all the way, in the private and in public. We have to, we need to define what allyship is. Not them. So there's a systematic issue in this country. But we knew that, right? Like, when you have a president, the person that is supposed to be leading this country... Tweeting out, when looting starts, shooting starts. That is inciting violence from the highest level, right? And he, I strongly believe that he was not just talking about law enforcement in this case, right? I strongly believe he was talking to his base too. He wants people to riot against each other. He wants that. And it's so ridiculous. I, it's always fuck him. For me. It's always been fuck him. For me. But. Those who. Are on the fence about him. Like well. And now. I don't know. Again. The line in the sand has been drawn. With us or you're not. Period. So what's up? What's up? And as we continue to examine and continue to look at what's going on in Minneapolis and how they will respond to these four officers who ultimately killed George Floyd, we need to look at the people that are in place that's supposed to bring him justice, right? And how they're moving through this process thus far. So the DA in... Minneapolis has said that he wasn't... There was not enough evidence yet to arrest Chauvin. And that was a couple of days after that. Even though it was on tape... And he was never in any harm, the officer... um, Because George Floyd was already in handcuffs and was not resisting, right there was not enough evidence to arrest him and charge him or any of the other cops for that matter. And I see that as a problem, right? It's disrespectful. Because if Derek Chauvin, the cop, was kneeling on a dog, an animal, he would have been put away immediately, immediately. Immediately, because it was a black man, it's always some him and and going on. It's always when it's a black person, it's always some him and and going on. Let's let's figure out what the facts are. Let's fig- you have it on tape, my guy, on tape, and yet you still are being a bitch about it. What's up? I just again i don't i don't understand it and there are people saying you know not all cops not all cops are bad um and some cops have spoken out about it not in Minneapolis police department but cops around the nation have said some things and even the fraternal order of police had made a statement and those people are pretty um have a lot of political influence um they they're relatively powerful um and even they're calling for justice against this cop and it I look at it I take all of that with a grain of salt I take all of that cop response with a grain of salt because <laughs> this is not the first time a cop has taken a life unjustifiably of an unarmed citizen of an unarmed black person. It's not, it's not the first time this year. Hell, it's not the first time this month. So I don't know what it is that I, I I don't have the solution there my mind is going a, a mile a minute trying to figure out how i could be of service how i could be of help to the movement that we ultimately all will need to um take on as black people i don't know cuz i know that and i feel that we're on the brink of perhaps a civil war um but i need to figure out what it is that I'm willing to do, right? And I challenge black people to say, what is it that I'm willing to do? What is it that we are willing to do um, oh, about this? Are we willing to die about this? Are we willing to go to jail about this? Do we want to continue to be sweet and understanding and forgiving and turn the other cheek? Because I wrestle with some of that. I don't wrestle with being sweet and understanding and forgiving. I can hold a grudge. I don't have no problem with that at all. I struggle about what I'm willing to do. Because my faith also tells me some things. Um, but on the other hand, I'm like, what's up? What? What's up? I'm ready to pull up. We as a, as a people, the collective, it's important for us to figure out what we're doing moving forward. It's important for us to organize and be clear about what it is we're doing moving forward. I feel like we're heading down a road that we're probably not going to be able to turn back from. And a part of me is okay with that. Part of me is like, is it separation from, from these people? that what it's going to take? I don't know. I'm there, honestly. But I don't know if that's the right answer. I do know that as the collective, we need to uplift each other. We need to support black businesses. We need to support black institutions. We need to support black organizations. We need to support the and uplift the activists that are on the front lines who are speaking out on behalf of the collective, right? We need to support those people and we need to vote and we need to be we need to prepare for whatever may come our way. Right? Myself ha- I have been doing inventory about the circles that I'm in whether it be at work and in my friendships and um the people who I call, call family um, really any circle that I'm a part of, I need to take inventory because the silence from those people in those circles tells me some things, right? I follow quite a few people from work on social media and the silence has been deafening, honestly. And to me, as a black professional, if if they want to be silent... Go for it, but I'm also going to be silent as well i i don't I cannot be okay with people who are not willing to speak up and not really speak I mean again, we need to take inventory and we need to say that people cannot just be not racist they cannot be just non racist they have to be actively pursuing and doing the work of being anti-racist and i know that has been said across many platforms now and i am not perfect let me put that out there i am not a a super genius um like highly educated in all of the things right i'm well educated in a lot of things but i'm not highly educated in everything So myself, I need to continue to do the work and continue to read upon the history and the movement and the organizational pieces and all the things that will help me as a black person continue to uplift and support my community as black people for sure. But I want if people want to be allies, they need to do the work, too. You need to do the work, too. Go read a book. Watch a documentary. Talk to your your friends. Talk to your family about this shit. But we as black people, we need to uplift each other, um, and continue to do so. But the silence that you've seen and heard from your cop, t- take that, understand that. Same thing for corporations and businesses that sit here and will find a token in their company and loot all the ideas from them, loot everything they have from them, and be cultural vultures, right? To make more money. Black people in our culture is woven into every piece of this nation. Music, dance, film, art, hair products, right? All of a sudden, you got people doing all types of things that they would have never done before. Everybody wants to have a TikTok because Black people make these dances and then they are stolen, By quote-unquote influencers, white influencers, and they blow up. Perfect example is the renegade dance. Nobody knew that was a black girl who did it until like weeks or months after it happened. Stolen. Right? Their silence as well should be telling We need to figure out what the Black-owned businesses are and support them ten times more as the collective, right? Please do. I'm not willing to applaud anyone for doing the bare minimum in their allyship anymore. I'm not. I I can't. I can't have, and I won't allow silence in my circles and in in my system... Of friendships or any system, really. Because people don't care about what we are going on or what we are, what's going on with us and what is happening to us as long as they can benefit from it. So if you are saying that you want to be an ally or saying that you are an ally Um, and want more resources, head over to the Instagram TOTC pod and I will upload, um, some more, you know, books and resources that you can, um, read on. That's the best I got for you. Honestly. Cause I I don't know if I want to have conversations about this. And as I sit here and I think about it, I also don't want people to now break, quote unquote, break their silence because people are saying that the silence is deafening. Don't, because it's not genuine, period. So be who you are and live in that. Just know that I'm going to be who I am and I'm going to live in that too. And if that means that you are no longer a part of this circle or or part of my circle, I'm okay with that. And I hope you are too. Because you ain't really going to have a choice, to be quite frank. So, as we go through this time and we see more protesters being arrested and see more protesters being harmed by the police um, as a result of an uprising against police brutality and police murders of black bodies, please support the bail funds, reputable bail funds, Um, in cities and major cities or even in your city or your state, please call who you need to call your elected officials to do what they are supposed to be doing. Register to vote. Right. And think about what it is that we need to do as black people to help ourselves, to sustain ourselves. Because we have been sustaining uh, a country for so long. We've been carrying this country on our back for centuries. We built this shit for free. And every single time they've given us their ass to kiss. When I say turn the other cheek, it is time to turn the other cheek and give our ass cheeks for them to kiss. It is time. So while this may not... Seem like a real place It is very much a real place And We're gonna We are going to Make it through Cause that's what we do as a people We are resilient In the face of Adversity And this is my Generation's time to say How are we going to Step up And lead so I implore you to figure out how are we going to step up and lead? What are the resources that you have to help the, the movement? What are the gifts and talents you have to help the movement? I'm going to do inventory of myself and see how, I, see how I can help the movement. I am donating to bail funds. I am donating to organizations that I have vetted um, by doing a little bit of research I am staying aware as much as I can without it drives me insane. Please do all you need to do to protect your, your mental and your peace. Because they want us to go crazy. They want us to lose it. They want us to quit. They want us to give up. 45 certainly wants that. So he can take... Total control is what he loves to say. So, America—it doesn't seem like a real place. It is very much a real place. But I also, in order to get through, sometimes I need to figure. I need to just say, I'm living in a parallel universe. And some some days I say that, and some hours I say that. I'm like, no, nah, this is not real. And then I I have to hit myself with reality, Kia. This is real. And I want y'all to do the same thing and understand that this shit is real. And there are black bodies dropping every day at the hands of the police so say their names donate to their causes bring awareness help the movement because America never had our back the system was never ever built for us we always had to rig the system we always had to rig the system because it was not built for us and we will continue to do so like, my God, I just, I don't know. But I know we're going to make it. So we're going to move on to the award this week because I, every everything going on in the world right now is a hot topic and most of it is geared towards this. I can not even tell you what was going on in the entertainment world because there's not much going on. We're still in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Ain't nobody doing shit. People, some people are saying stupid shit, but it all has to do with, with this. So, yeah, we're gonna move on to the award now. My award this week goes out to all of the black activists and protesters that are out on the front line protesting police brutality and police murder. Thank you for doing what you are doing. Thank you for risking your lives to do that. Um, And thank you for using your voice to do that. In addition, my award also goes out to all of the educators this week who are continuing to do the work. Um, Those who have the mental capacity to continue to have conversations and continue to um, discuss things that are plaguing our community each and every day um I appreciate you I see you I hear you and I uplift you um continue to do what you do continue to fight the good fight this award goes out to you as we wrap up this show um I want to send my condolences to the family of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Sean Reed, Ahmaud Oliver, and every other person who is unknown um, to police brutality um, in the world, really in America, um, in our community. My heart goes out to y'all and I'm praying for you. Um, As always... Our show comes out on Sundays, so be sure to look out for a new episode each Sunday. Follow us at TOTC Pod on Instagram um, for updates and resources and um, new content. Um, let's remember that we're still in the middle of a pandemic, even though the government wants us to forget about that so they can open the economy. Please be safe. If you're going to protest, please wear your mask please do your due diligence um in in your safety protocol stay with people buddy up do all the things use your platform to speak out against uh racial injustice um lift up your community and lift up your neighbors um fight the good fight breathe hold on um and, yeah, please stay safe out there, y'all. Y'all have a, a good week as possible, as you can. Um, and, again, it's always fuck 45. I'm out.